like to have a good time. We have a laugh, but we still get shit done. Some customers try and tell us we should make board shorts, which is just not going to happen. Yeah. That's blasphemy. Why would you choose a small bird? Why wouldn't you choose like an eagle or like a, a falcon or something? Welcome to Add to Cart, Australia's leading e-commerce podcast that express delivers all you need to know in the fast-moving world of online retail. Every week, Nathan Bush from eSuite and an e-commerce industry expert will share the news, research and insights that you need to know to keep you at the top of your game. And of course, keep your customers adding to cart. Hello and welcome to Add to Cart. My name is Nathan Bush, host of Add to Cart and director at e-commerce talent agency, eSuite. There are many terms that have entered the lexicon of Australian lingo. Flame and galah, fair shake of the sauce bottle, nice, Gary, but perhaps none are quite as treasured, unique, and potentially baffling to other nations as the budgie smuggler. I mean, who needs a great swathe of material billowing around your legs when a carefully positioned, streamlined triangle of lycra will do the trick? So iconic has this item of clothing become that a successful brand has grown from the term. Budgie Smuggler, the brand, started out as a bit of a laugh in an Aussie backyard when some mates decided to write Budgie Smuggler on the back of some Speedo-style swimmers. Growing from selling a 1,000 pairs of smugglers a year to over 100,000 pairs internationally, Budgie Smuggler now has a kids and a women's range. General Manager Brendan Hartman joins me today to share the smugglers' code and their secrets to success. We discuss why it's a no-brainer for them to keep the manufacturing process right here at home, why they regularly perform the funny uncle test when assessing custom orders, and why responding to customer suggestions will always be part of their business, unless that customer suggests producing board shorts. Bloody oath. What a crime against the budgie. Never. So, thanks to our partners Shopify Plus and Signet, Here's our conversation with Brendan Hartman, General Manager at Budgie Smuggler. Brendan, welcome to Add to Cart. G'day, how are you? Good, thanks for joining us. That's all right. What's going on today? Um, it's a nice sunny day in Sydney. Where, I don't know, there's not too much. We're all just gearing up for summer now. Well, that, that brings me to my first and probably most important question. We'll leap straight into it. Sure, how do you pull let's go. How do you pull off a pair of Budgie Smugglers? <laughs> uh, yeah, so so. I'd say it's. Oh, I mean, I think you know where the brand is. So I'd say it's on brand. It's on brand. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing too flash going on. <laughs> yeah. I am. I'm actually building a pool at the moment, and um, I keep threatening the kids that I'm going to bring them all out because I've hidden them for a long time for public swimming. But now that I've got my own pool, it's time. Yeah, mate. Um. I'd love to know a little bit more of the budgie smuggler story, if you can, for those who don't know it. Um, mm-hmm. Can you give us the origins and um, where you guys are at, especially in the e-commerce world? Yeah, sure. So originally started in the backyard from two mates that just thought it was funny. People agreed with them. Uh, and they, they literally hand wrote the name budgie smuggler on the back of just a pair of Speedos they bought from Rebel. And it, it kind of grew from there. They looked into the trademarking of the name and figured out how to make them here in Sydney. And that was kind of the foundations of the business from there. I mean, one of the greatest things those boys did was actually was trademark the name because now it's, it's pretty difficult to trademark a colloquial term. 
True. And does that does that go internationally as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's across the board. So since so I mean the two boys that started it uh, are now no longer part of the business. They literally it was an expensive hobby for them. They kind of just thought it was funny and just had nothing else to do. So they they did this and uh, they handballed it to Adam, who is the current owner, Adam Linforth. He took over in about two thousand eight, and literally, like I say, it wasn't even off the ground at that time. So Linny's basically had it from the start. And uh, it's it's turned into what it is today from his his bedroom uh, and apartment in Manly. But yeah, that that trademark goes worldwide now. And there's a, there's a few different categories, but yeah, the main one is is swimwear and the term budgie smuggler. Beautiful. Mm. And if people aren't familiar with the uh, colloquialism of budgie smuggler, and you're introducing them to it internationally, how does it translate? With raised eyebrows. <laughs> a lot of the time, a lot of, is the usual response, and uh, the the funniest culture so far uh, is the American culture, where they just don't understand this like self deprecating humor. Yeah. Whereas if you're trying to explain it to someone in the UK uh, and, and potentially other countries, a lot of them kind of get it. it. Takes a little bit longer in the US, where <laughs> they kind of don't. They're like, "Why would you choose a small bird? Why would you choose like an eagle or like a, a falcon or something?" It's like it's not the point. It's a small bird that looks like it's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, why would you put a bird down your pants? Hey, exactly. It. It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. So what I love, and sorry, before we get into that. Sure. Primarily e-commerce sales? Yep. Always been online until recently. So we, we always had it online and we kind of just followed followed the the trends that we were seeing on our own online store. We uh, had a strong base in Sydney. We had a, I'm sure we'll touch on it, but we had a focus on just looking after our own backyard because until you're established with a, a strong sort of consumer base, you've got nothing to really fall back on. So we focused locally uh, and that was where we had our first pop-up store. We used to do them for like long weekends, weekend before Christmas, Australia Day weekend and uh, October long weekend and those sorts of things. And then we did a longer pop-up for about three months from November through to the end of January one Christmas, which was awesome. And we still had people turning up to our office, office, which was an apartment, uh, looking <laughs> to buy them like months after we'd closed that pop-up store. So that was kind of our indicator to go, mm, maybe we should give this crack. Mm. And it's great. The stores, so we have two now. We have one in Manly, one in Bondi, and hopefully soon some more. But uh, we kind of don't necessarily look at them as like sales locations. We kind of see it as like almost like a home base or like a – um, a destination for people that do follow the brand to go to. They can physically see the pairs. Uh, there's usually some pairs in there that haven't come out yet that we haven't put online, which is a nice little surprise for people when they do go in. They get to talk to people like our staff that just love the brand and they, they have some inside goss for them. It's kind of more a place for people to go to, it's, it, like I said, destination rather than just a store. Because you've got some pretty full-on fans, don't you? We do. Uh, some of them are very uh, committed Smugglers, we'll call them. That's a nice way to put it. Mm. What's the uh, most commitment you've seen given to the brand by one of your customers? Look, we we see people like people send us photos of them getting married, like standing literally <laughs> at the altar. And if it's not at the altar, it's the photos afterwards where they run off and, and get photos by the beach or in a paddock or whatever. And, and it's usually a lot of the time. I got to say, a strong percentage is mostly it's just the dudes, but. Lately, we've we've seen matching swimwear, bride and groom, and stuff like that. Those ones always impress me because it's like you've thought 
ahead for your special day to include us or our brand as part of your day. So it's, it's phenomenal. We love it. It's quite heartwarming. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's, it's got that Aussie larrikin charm to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it feels like there's still a message around body positivity behind it all as well. There seems to be a serious, serious vibe underneath it all as well. Absolutely. So a lot, of, a lot of swimwear brands that are similar to our style in terms of the cut of swimwear, I mean, not to drag them through the dirt, but I mean, a lot of it's focused on either elite performance or looking really ripped, uh, which is only really the, uh, the small percentage of the population. Like it doesn't really, it's not relatable to many people. And I think it just comes back to how we are as a, as a group here, the type of friends we have, the, the people around us that have helped sort of form who we wanted to target. And that was just the top of the bell curve. Yeah, everyday average blokes and girls and now that we have women's swimwear. So it's just your everyday people. Like it's it's not built specifically for performance. It's just built for comfort. And it's the, it's the attitude of not taking yourself too seriously. Think Shopify Plus is just for simple retailers? Well, let me tell you, JB Hi-Fi is no simple business. But when their old site crashed for two hours during Black Friday, doing nothing was simply not an option. Shopify Plus was selected as their e-commerce partner to help facilitate the fast-growing $5 billion retailer. However, with over 200 dispatch locations, a reliance on a web of APIs, and the ability to handle triple growth, it wasn't an out-of-the-box implementation. But the results spoke for themselves. JB Hi-Fi cruised through a record Black Friday and Cyber Monday in 2019 without a hitch, have reduced average page load time by 15% and were even able to redeploy three techies whose job it was just to watch the servers to make sure it didn't go down. JB Hi-Fi and Shopify Plus, not just smashing prices, but smashing e-commerce. To read more of JB Hi-Fi's story and see other case studies, visit the customer section on shopify.com.au forward slash plus. What I do love is no matter how big you've got and expanded internationally, it still feels really homegrown. It's not like you've gone to this really slick kind of design. You've stayed very kind of accessible, I suppose, is a way to put it. Is that, and even some of your language, like on your returns page, you've got, and I'll, I'll pull out a quote here. If you've bought them for a gift, we won't be complete tight asses. Just let us know the situation. And they should be okay to exchange outside of this period. Like that's that's pretty broad and pretty casual for a returns policy. It is. I mean, there are, there's obviously uh, some finer finer details surrounding the returns, which comes into personal hygiene and legalities. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the time, we found the biggest pain point for customers is just talking to a business, and we're thankfully we're still at a size where we can do that, we can actually be on the other side of a phone and give them a genuine conversation. So it was more about just being, again, like relatable to people to show that we are people on the other side of the phone or an email because often it's it's a, for some corporates, it's a, sort of like a faceless yeah. organization with strict terms and conditions and whatnot. We kind of just wanted to show that we're real people and like we get it. Do you think leading with that kind of language and policy means that you generally have nicer customer interactions and <laughs> less likely to take the piss? 
I mean, we haven't had too many poor interactions, so maybe. I mean, you know, there's the odd one here and there where, unfortunately, couriers and postage services don't arrive on time, which, I mean, I hate to say it's not our fault, but, you know, we're using those people, so it is partly our fault. But, yeah, I mean, the conversation, a lot of of times you'll find if, if, and if anyone's listening for customer service side of things, people are far less confrontational on the phone. They, you know, they res- and they respect a phone call as well. They don't get treated with a dear sir or madam kind of style of email response. That if just we, we have a policy here that if anyone emails and they, they do seem slightly disgruntled, we get on the phone with them straight away because, you know, as a disgruntled customer, not that we have many, but you want it resolved like ASAP. Mm. You don't want to wait six hours to get an email back. Like if we can call them and solve it within minutes, then that's kind of how we go about it. And again, it just shows that shows them that we are just people on the other yeah. side. It's not a not a sort of machine. I think it also shows proactivity that you're not hiding from the problem or you're putting it into a queue. It's like, no, we'll get on the front foot for this and we'll try and sort it out quickly. Exactly. And that, again, just trying to show that we're people like, um, in, in sort of the retail world or, or just any sort of business world, people you'll find that people stay connected to the brand if they do have a problem and it gets resolved yeah. uh, as opposed to someone who orders first time, it gets delivered perfectly. You probably never hear from again. They got what they wanted. But if, if there's some sort of emotional connection where you go, you know what, these guys did stuff up my order. And they were so good about it. They refunded me and still gave me all my stuff. Like I'll definitely go back to them. So um, it's it's a trust thing. It's a relationship thing. Yeah. And I could imagine you've got a double whammy coming up, obviously going into summer and also going into peak sales Christmas mm. season. How are you feeling yeah. about the uh, the fulfillment network at the moment? Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's kind of out of our control. We can sort of pass on as much information as possible to the people that will buy from us over that Black Friday, Christmas period, even into January. Um, obviously, Black Friday, Christmas will be the peak. Uh, unfortunately, we're at the mercy of the delivery providers. Uh, and, and, yeah, all we can do is just pass that on. We, we set, like, early cutoff dates just to be almost certain. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll do our best. <laughs> we'll do our best. With a um, small product, especially if they're buying mm-hmm. singular pair of budgie smugglers is there any ways that you can get around the parcel dilemma is there any way that you can send them through mail or other ways if they're really small we used to we used to send them and we used to get them through the post office's letters uh and because they're in uh, we've got like recyclable and compostable snap lock bags for our pairs so you used to be able to squeeze all the air out yeah. and then seal it shut uh and you'd be able to slide it through the post box as a letter and we used to, it was funny because it, it costs a fraction of what it costs to send a parcel. But sadly, we don't, we don't get away with that anymore. <laughs> now that we're slightly bigger and we're sending, you know, uh, a couple thousand parcels a week, yeah, it's, cool. uh, it's, it's come a long way from when I first came in about eight <laughs> years ago when we were sending maybe four or five to ten orders a day. So... Uh, we used to fly under the radar, but no, it's uh, it's definitely parcel post. Now. <laughs> I remember the same. I had a um, small running shorts startup, and our biggest challenge used to be: can we get two pairs of shorts through as a mail parcel? And that would have been like a challenge every time. It was just 
Yeah. That was a bad yep. time, mate. But Trying to crack the code. Yep, exactly. Now, you mentioned before that Budgie Smuggler is made in Sydney. Still the case? Yep. Absolutely. And absolutely. the reason for that, obviously, you could get them made a lot cheaper elsewhere, but you've stuck with Sydney? Yeah. So, I mean, part of it is we just like making stuff as a brand. Adam, Adam's always spoken about it. He just enjoys making things. So, it extends all the way back to the boys that did found the business and that's just how they did it. Uh, Adam, obviously, the next in line and just wanted to continue it. He just enjoyed making things. He can go, we can go out to the factory. We can see things getting made. We've got now, so we've been with the same supplier for 14, 15 oh, wow. years, I think, probably longer. And if anything ever does go wrong, which is rare, where it's A, we can just drive over the bridge it's over in Marrickville, St. Peter's area, this big industrial area uh, where a lot of this stuff actually happens. We drive over, show in person and say, hey, what happened? And then they're like, oh, I know exactly what happened. And often the time they can just fix it. Mm. Whereas, you know, good luck doing that if you're making them overseas for starters. Uh, it also limits the sort of, I mean, it's preparing for the worst, which sometimes you need to be prepared for. But, I mean, we're not restricted or or locked into huge minimum order quantities. So if we're ordering, we could order a couple of hundred units at a time uh, and that almost limits the damage if there was to be any. It's a few hundred units as opposed to a few thousand you'd have to commit to overseas. Turnaround's another one. Like by the time, you know, you order something from overseas, it could be sort of six to 12 weeks depending on where you order from and then also add on the shipping sort of time and that sort of stuff. Our turnaround for our own stock, we've got that in a slower, we'll call it the slow lane. It's less urgent. We've got that coming through at about five or six weeks at the moment. And that's big, big stock orders coming into summer. And we do custom swimwear for people as well. So uh, bucks parties, birthdays, footy teams, surf clubs, schools, any like weddings. I mentioned weddings. We turn those around in about three weeks. So it's just opened the doors to so many things. And I mean, I mentioned we've been with the same sort of providers or suppliers for a number of years, the costs have actually come down relatively to a similar price to what you would make mm-hmm. overseas for. And then, you know, that difference in cost, you just put down to less headaches. Yep. It's so worth it. <laughs> Especially now if you haven't got container ships that are stuck in the middle of the ocean coming to Christmas. Yep, and that's, that's, that's exactly the cost we, we pay for. Yep. We pay for peace of mind. We pay for quality. Like it's, it's basically guaranteed quality. So we're we're happy we've we've stayed here. That's awesome. So good. How did um, the guys originally come across that partner fourteen years ago, and how have they managed to scale with you in that time? Good question. So we used to make pairs just from an old like a nylon lycra sort of style swimwear, the, the basic stuff you'd see at the beach twenty years ago. We'd stick a logo onto the back. And it, the logo might come off eventually. It's better than um, texture uh, on the back of some rebel swimmers. Exactly. So it had come a long way even since then. But now it's the sublimated printing. So you, you'll print your pairs on a, on a white bit of fabric and they'll get cut out and whatnot. We've been with them for a long time and their capacity is huge. They, they can do uh, whatever we give them. They're fine. We are now their, their biggest customer. So it's obviously started as the smallest. Now we're, now we're the biggest. And then in terms of the makers and manufacturers, because they're all small businesses themselves, they're still on board from the start. But now we have sort of five or six different ones who have varying capacities and they, 
their expertise ranges across swimwear and different types of materials and whatnot. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily the manufacturers that have scaled. We've just scaled around them. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that you still really push your custom range. You talked about some of those situations before on the website. You've got, if you can imagine it, we can make it for you, which I could imagine is a pretty dangerous statement at times. It is, particularly around Bucks Party. <laughs> They're like, um, some, there's been some rogue, some really rogue images uh, that will never be spoken of. Where, where, where's <laughs> the line that you go, we can't make them? It's kind. It's one of those ones where you kind of look at it and you're like, "How many people would be upset by this?" <laughs> like that's kind of. It's no. There's no uh, like objective sort of measurement. It's definitely subjective, but it's kind of like this is probably going to annoy a few people. We probably shouldn't do this, well, especially because they've still got the big budgie smuggler logo on the back, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. I mean, they can choose to remove that if if they choose so but um but yeah no it's if it's got our logo on it we've we've still got uh some people to to keep happy so um and that that being our customers we don't really want families and whatnot seeing these things when they've bought pairs for their kids so there is a line there is a line it's kind of like we'll call it like it's almost like the funny uncle yeah. like the funny uncle can get away with a few things and still be happy with the kids <laughs> Um, that's also I love that analogy. Um, so can you can you talk us through the process? You mentioned three weeks turnaround from order on those custom ones through to fulfillment. Can you talk us through? Like, let's can we nerd out a little bit on that? Like, what sure. the, what's the kind of software, the design process, how's it get approved, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, so I, I love this kind of stuff. It's all like just the way my brain works goes from A to Z. Um, so we have three full time graphic designers. Two are here in Sydney. One is in London. We have a small office in London now. They basically punch away on Illustrator, whatever sort of design ideas get thrown at them. A lot of the time, it's just, a lot of the time it's footy clubs yep. or surf clubs or schools. And they'll say, here are our colors, make us something. So they... Oh, so customers aren't actually giving you the design and saying, this is exactly what I want. It, it's a mix of both. It's a mix of about 50-50. Like, and actually, I'll say 60-40. Yeah. And there's also a small percentage that slides in there that literally sends you something they've designed themselves and say, I want this exactly, these colors, X, Y, Z. So they'll, they'll punch away on Illustrator every so often. Most of the time, they'll get full creative freedom. They say, here's the colors, make me something cool. And they'll just nerd out and make something wild. Uh, other times, they'll get given what they need and they'll just put it onto a template, say, here you go, press print. That goes, those files get over to our printers over in Marrickville. It rolls through the printers, it rolls through the heat press, that whole sublimated stuff where rolls through at like 200 and... 230 degrees or something like that through the heat press, turns the ink from the paper into gas that sets in the fabric. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. And so that now that, that design or those colours will literally last as long as the fabric, which is amazing. So in terms of quality, that's, that's mm. the kind of stuff we go for. We have a laser cutting machine. We actually have three of them now that do our placement cuts. So they'll literally just roll a piece of fabric through, goes through on almost like a conveyor belt style, Bigger, bigger version of what you use at the checkout at Woolies. Uh, they'll roll through laser machine and literally trace around the outside of the pairs. We've got Wayne at the other end. He just picks it off, separates it to five or six of the makers, depending on what the order is and what the garments are. And yeah, basically three weeks later, we pick them up from our from one of the factories in Marrickville, bring it back here, and send them out. Beautiful. It's really cool. It's a cool process. Like it's 
it is awesome to watch. And one thing I'd love to sort of implement is a way that kind of like the whole, uh, I think it's, I think it's Domino's with their pizza tracker. Mm. Uh, I'd love to be able to pull out some sort of uh, service like that where customers can just click and say, Hey, where's my order? And it's like, there's a little video of them getting cut or like getting yeah. printed. And like, so yeah, it's, it's, it is really cool to watch. I love going out there and checking it out. That's awesome. I can imagine you get a huge amount of shareability from those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People people love when their custom stuff arrives. Uh, I mean, we've got some nice boxes we send them out in. There's usually our designers who looked after each of the orders. They'll include like a little note saying, you know, I'm glad you went with pink and not blue or some sort of some sort of nice thing, that, again, to show that it's not just a picking slip thrown in. Like, Yeah. Yeah, there's some good stuff that pops up online when people receive these things. Yeah, nice. Now, you're obviously famous here in Australia and, and around the world now for the the briefs and you've expanded into other areas, including women's, as you talked about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got accessories on there like face masks and towels and all that sort of stuff. Has that been a challenge because you are so well known for budgie smuggler to expand beyond the brief? Sometimes. Sometimes. A lot of the time, so women's swimmer, for example, that came about from purely demand. So what we found online was it was literally 50-50 in terms of uh, men and women ordering on our website. At the time, we only had men swimwear, so sisters, mothers, girlfriends, wives, partners, whoever. They were coming to the website and buying for the men in their lives. Uh, they eventually spoke up and kind of had a few emails here and there saying, you should do women's swimwear. So we did. Yep. Uh, and that, that's basically how a lot of our products have evolved with... We don't know. We, we don't listen to every customer. A lot of them, <laughs> some some customers try and tell us we should make board shorts, which is just not going to happen. Yeah, that's blasphemy. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of the time we just listen listen to what people want, and they say, "Oh, you should make a one piece for racing." So we have two of those. You know, they're like, "Oh, want something more flattering? We should make a one piece that I can just walk around the beach in." So we made one of them, and it sort of goes goes around about that way. Obviously, face masks uh, mid twenty. 20 were a damn necessity so we wanted to have our own face masks didn't want to wear ones that were given to us or have to keep buying them so so we just decided to make them ourselves so yeah a lot of things have come from necessity and just pure demand and i suppose having that flexibility of onshore manufacturing and design helps with that honestly makes things so much easier it's uh you know, like I said, we've got our designers here on hand that can just punch stuff through an illustrator. We've got some great pattern makers that we've used over the years that are awesome. They're all, and again, they're all out in that sort of Maracle, St. Peter's sort of industrial area. Yeah, there's some, there's some great people that are there that really know what they're doing. We kind of give them the brief and say, e.g., we want a face mask or we want mm. active wear shorts or, you know, this, that and whatever. They'll come back and say, try this out. We'll go through sampling. Thankfully, sampling's only like a couple of weeks Again, we'll sample it in a few different kind of fabrics. Like it, the ease and flexibility. Who has to sample the briefs for everyone? Wow, thankfully that was done years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean now it's just kind of seeing that yeah. making sure that uh, certain designs aren't sitting in funny places because, I mean, there are some damn aggressive designs on the website, but the less, uh, the more subtle designs, the better. We don't need to draw attention to everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. What's what's the biggest challenge keeping you up at night then? Good question. Sometimes, I don't know. We are still very much a small business. Yeah. So there is a lot of crossover between people and roles and, and whatnot. Our, our biggest, it's not so much a challenge. It's something we 
focus on a lot is our, we'll call it a challenge. Our biggest challenge is just trying to get the right people here mm-hmm. uh, and the right people to stay. Like, I mean, without great people who have a genuine love for what we're doing, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We wouldn't be able to grow. Uh, we wouldn't be able to have fun while doing it. Like one thing we're really keen on is just to create a workplace that people want to come to. Yeah. And it's kind of when we, if we fail at that, then we're, we'll probably fail um, as a business uh, just with the way things are going. We really just want to create a place where people want to come to work. So that's that's kind of something that's always on our mind. It's like, you know, what can we add or what can we do next or, you know, how's so-and-so going? And it's like we're a very personable sort of company. So I wouldn't say it's a challenge. It's just something that we're constantly sort of driving towards and the rest will look after itself. If people want to come to work, they're going to want to do well. So, Oh, it's music to my ears. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I enjoy it as well. Like that's, that's also a big, a big thing. I love coming to work. Yeah. Is there anything worse than warm beer? Yes. Warm liquid yeast. Yeah, you heard that correctly. Homebrew specialist Hoppy Days needed a way to deliver the highly perishable liquid yeast across the country. By wrapping the yeast in Signet's insulated bubble wrap, they were able to avoid in-transport damage and reduce carton temperature by 25%. Keeping things cooler in transport? Cheers to that. Signet have over 5,500 packaging solutions that help leading e-commerce retailers like Hoppy Days step up their packaging game. Visit signet.net.au to find out more. That's signet.net.au. What makes a great budgie smuggler person? Our biggest one here is we like to have a good time. We have a laugh, but we still get shit done. Yeah. Like that's, that is, that is the textbook example of someone that, that works here. They're usually quite lighthearted. We've got a small team, so they obviously need to get along with people. People's a big one. How you interact with other people can really affect others' days and whether they enjoy coming to work. So they're kind of big ones. It's more the type of person in specific skill-related jobs, e.g., you know, graphic design or accounting. You know, they're very specific. They need to be. They need to be on. But for a lot of other things, you can generally generally teach the skills required. Uh, it's very hard to teach uh, or change a person if, if necessary. So, yeah, we, we do really focus on the type of person. That's cool. And with, mm. with soft skills being such a focus and culture fit being a focus, is there anything that you do in the interview process or the recruitment process that makes them stand out as a good fit? <laughs> we, uh, more recently than not, we put out a job. I was probably 12 little over 12 months ago, we, we put out a job and included a, a little snippet down the bottom saying creative applications encouraged or something like that. And we had a few people send in videos. Oh, nice. Yeah, 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 which was awesome. Like, I mean, that just makes my job much easier. Yep. Watch a video on someone and you kind of get a vibe for what they're like. Even if they're acting, they've at least gone to the effort, which is out of the box, which is kind of what we are. Um, sorry, outside the box. Yep. One of those people who sent a video uh, was hired. He's here. But the interview process is usually not coming into the office. It's usually we'll meet them out in public and go to a coffee shop or something, somewhere quite cash, uh, and we'll just chat. Not a lot of it is spent, not a lot of the time is spent on what they've done in their work life. A lot of it, 
a large portion of it is spent on what they've done outside of their work life. And obviously we'll touch on the necessities of skills and, yeah. you know, what you bring to the job and that kind of stuff. But it's more about how they engage with people, you know, where do they grow up and, you know, how do they still talk to their school friends? And like, there's a few little bits and pieces in there that you can kind of pick up that like, oh, this person, you know, really great communicator and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's very informal, but there's, there is method to the madness. That's awesome. It's funny though, after time, isn't it? Like you mentioned there around, do you still speak to your school friends? You find the questions that really hit a mark, even if they're kind of left field for the job. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you don't want to ask the usual ones because there's usually some sort of prepared answer that comes with it. And, you know, what are your weaknesses and yeah. that kind of stuff? It's like, nah. I'll turn them into positives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my weakness is that I work too hard. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, all right, mate. <laughs> no, nah, it's like, again, it comes, it, I mean, it keeps yeah. me back to it. It just comes back to like, we want to show that we're real people and we, mm. we, want, to, we want to interview real people. Uh, we want to hear, we want to hire real people. Like, so, I mean, that's kind of what we look for when we're, when we go through that sort of job interview process. I love that approach. And I mean, we're seeing it as well as like before, maybe even three years ago, we were still getting questions of, do I put my photo on my resume? And now it's like, can I give you a TikTok video to upload? Or it's like, yeah, I'll try and give my, as much of myself as I can upfront so that we know for a good fit for each other before Mm. we waste a couple of meetings. Absolutely. I mean, we've got people sending us budgie photos as part of their resume. It's awesome. Like just, again, actually it's part, part of the job is to prove or show in some way that you already love the brand. It's not yeah. just like, oh, I need this job. Um, Cause again, it, like we need people here that do love the brand. Yeah. I could imagine if you had jobs that you thought your customer base could fill, you'd have customers jumping over as quickly as possible, right? Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Now, the other thing that I wanted to explore with you quickly was partnerships. You guys have done a phenomenal job in partnerships. Like literally before we came on this call, I was having a flick through Instagram and I saw Conrad Harrell from um, The Warriors. I don't know. Yeah. He's retired now, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he's, he's playing over in, I think he's with Leeds, maybe one of the other UK clubs. Yeah. But yeah, he's over in, uh, he's over in the UK playing. Yeah. And he was on Insta. His wife was in her budgie smuggler and they were around the pool and he was tagging you and like having a conversation around it. It was like, it was awesome, but it felt so natural. Mm. Yeah, there's some good, there's some really good people that have popped up over the years. And I mean, there's, we're kind of getting more and more as, as we kind of get bigger, which is awesome. But a lot of the people you'll see floating around have, have been either fans of Budgie or have been involved with Budgie before like when we were quite small. A lot of the brand was built off sports people. I mean, just from our own. So Adam, Adam, myself, we're five years apart. So we've kind of got different year groups from school and whatnot and heavily involved in rugby when we were kids and sort of early adults. And a handful of those have gone into professional sort of circles. So we kind of had our own mates to sort of lean on for a bit and that kind of was a great sort of catalyst to get into those sporting circles. But, I mean, partnerships are great fun. They're... And again, like it's, it's, we never really go down the route of just slapping a logo on something and saying, there you go. There's, there's a partnership done. It's, it's got to, it's got to be reciprocal. It's got to be something fun. It's got to be something remarkable, like something that someone would want to make a comment about, whether good or bad. They're the kind of stuff that we go for. So Conrad Harrell is an iconic, iconic human being, let alone rugby player (laughs) or rugby league player. So, I mean, he fits the mold perfectly. He's not, he won't mind me saying this, I'm sure. He's not ripped. Uh, he's just an athlete. Yep. 
what he does on the field is incredible and his humour off the field is just so funny. He, he fits the mould perfectly. The type of people we go for, the type of people we really love, being associated with Budgie is kind of like the people that lead the team song. Yeah, like, okay. it's it's the it's the cultural or spiritual leader of the team. It's not necessarily, like it could be the captain, and it could be the most ripped dude in there. Like that's also fine, but it's the dude that the team gets around to be like this guy is a legend, <laughs> and like they're they're the type of people with always we've always focused on. So thankfully, the the sort of personal and athlete partnerships have come off the back of that. How good. And you mm. mentioned there that some of those came about organically. Do you have like a hit list of those kind of legends that you go after to try and bring on board? Yes and no. I mean, we don't do it. It sounds very convenient, but we don't do a lot of reaching out. Every so often we will if there's, if there's one that sort of pops up and we go, oh, that, that guy or that girl would be awesome in a budgie campaign of some description. But a lot of them have just sort of come about. They've been long-term sort of growing. It's like you pick up on things on our socials and stuff. And you're like, oh, there's, there's so-and-so that's been wearing them for a couple of seasons now. You know, he seems like a good dude and you kind of pay more attention. It's, there's never really been something that we wake up, there's something in the paper on Sunday morning or Saturday morning or whatever, and we go, oh, let's get that person. It's more like yeah. the gradual, like you pick up on it, like I said, pick up on it on the socials, like so-and-so will tag you in something. You're like, huh. It's the third time they've done that this season. That's mm. pretty cool. Like pretty cool that they're doing that like off their own bat. So they're again, they're the kind of people because if they don't already love the brand, they're not going to love the partnership. So they're they're the kind of people that we go after as well. And the partnerships monetary or are they um, product based or are they kind of referral based? How do you like to structure them? There's a mix. There's a yeah. whole mix, and, and it again, it depends. Depends on a, a number of things. Like, you know, selfishly, it kind of depends on like their reach and audience as well. But on a bigger sort of measurement, uh, it's whether they want to do it or not. A lot of the time, if we don't need too much out of them, it's just product based. They'll just need some stuff for training or for recovery or whatnot. Yeah. But, you know, there's been a few in the past, like Connie had some pairs online where he designed his own pairs. Um, we sort of turned him into a bit of a cartoon. and I was about to say, they wouldn't be boring. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, and so he, he would receive like a, a royalty fee out of that, just like any artist yeah. or designer or, or whatnot would. So that's kind of how they're structured. Yeah, cool. I saw the ones that you did for Josh Papa Lee after he got after he ankle tapped at the Gold Coast Titans game. I was Jamal, literally... Yeah, Jamal Fogarty. Yeah, that's right, Fogarty, who we just signed. I was literally just... I was in the crowd... Behind the goalpost towards where they were running. It was the best moment ever. It's <laughs> uh, epic. So Adam, um, Linford, owner of Budgie, he's a mad Raiders fan. Yeah. I think I think maybe, he, you know, he grew up in Campbelltown or born in Campbelltown, but one of his first NRL games he saw as a kid was the Raiders and he's just been yeah. fixed on them since. For his, for his 30th birthday, we organised the Canberra Raiders to sign just a green pair of budgies for him, which we got framed or whatever. So Jared Croker organised that. So absolute legend. But, yeah, I mean, being able to do something like that, this all ties back to like we wouldn't be able to do that if we didn't have our graphic designers that are amazing and we wouldn't be able to make them so quick if we didn't produce in Australia and like all these sorts of things like just enable us to be bang, all right, let's do this. Like So we, we actually didn't sell them. We only sold. We only sorry. We only made them and gave them to the team. Uh, gave them a few extra pairs to to Josh 
to uh, to hand out to to the family as well. We actually had it's quite funny. I, I think it was in an article recently. Jamal Fogarty, um, his missus his missus reached out and she she said, "Oh my god, I saw this. I, I need to make some for him." And gave us his size, so we sent them to him. And he wears them. I mean, he mentioned it in that article, but <laughs> yeah, so funny. Wouldn't that be it? Wouldn't that be a sight of rocking up to your brand new team with everyone <laughs> wearing speedos, with you getting run down by Papa Lee? Yeah, <laughs> so so good. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, now we're going to let you go. But the one thing I did want to just touch on was that you guys seem to support a lot of mental health organisations, including Waves of Wellness and Gotcha for Life. Is it mental health that you're particularly interested in supporting or is, are they just some of the organisations? Uh, they're a big piece of the organisations. We don't, we don't support too many outside of the mental health space. Not that we don't want to either. I mean, people reach out all the time and, you know, unfortunately we can't say yes to all of them. Um, otherwise, we'd go broke as well. But, you know, we kind of took a stand or took a, a direction of the business that, like we have a really young team. So, I mean, I'm 31 and one of the oldest here. There's, you know, our youngest is 17 maybe, including our casual staff. So, like we've got a young crew and like this this sort of generation at the moment, they're now forming as the most prevalent with mental health conditions. And we just want to do something that can help our own people and our own sort of generation, not not to sort of discount any other charities and causes out there, but this is the one that was most close to us and something that we thought we could contribute well to. So there's uh, waves of wellness. There's one way of got you for life. Um, we've we've made some pairs for living. Uh, they're they're up the coast a bit. So there's a few that pop up. There's soldier on as well. Um, so there's a few that pop up from time to time and and. Uh, yeah, we, we like to get around them if we can. That's awesome. It reminds me a lot of what the guys at Trademark are doing. Trademark, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Bright, the bright sort of tradie shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Sim- similar sort of personality and cause and reason why they're doing it. So that's brilliant to hear. Now, Brendan, what is next on the radar for yourselves and the team at, tra- at Budgie Smuggler? I must call it a Trademark. Yeah, uh, good question. So we've only just moved to this space I mean, at the moment, it's a big warehouse kind of thing. We only just left the original apartment we were operating from, what are we in? In October. So that would have been three, four, five months ago we just left. So we've just moved to this space. We've got another one coming up next year that so we'll move to. It's, we've almost outgrown this one already, which is Gee. A, it's a problem, but it's a great problem to have. Is that from a team perspective or from an inventory perspective? Inventory. inventory. Yeah, okay. the, the, team, the team we've got at the moment, we've got about 11 full-time staff. So we definitely won't outgrow a big-ish office space anytime soon. And we want to keep our team sort of quite small and niche because we kind of just get a vibe that you can probably achieve more with much less. And it sort of keeps everyone busy as well. <laughs> but what's next? So we have an operation over in the UK that we're focusing on growing at the moment. Uh, big sporting and rugby sort of focus over there. So many rugby teams, so many. <laughs> uh, so custom swimwear is a big thing for us over on that side of the world. Uh, and also being on the doorstep to Europe as well. So the main reason we did that was so people over that side could get their budgies quicker. So they can basically get it overnight from London, which is awesome. Nice. Yeah, the French really get around it as well. So that's probably our, our third sort of setup. 
And then where we go from there, we're not not too sure. We kind of just follow the data yeah. through our website. So at, at the moment, the US uh, is kind of battling it out with some spots in Asia. So cool. Um, we'll keep an eye on it. But yeah, we'll focus on Australia and the UK for now. And are you shipping over there or is that based on traffic and engagement? Uh, both. All of the above. Yeah, all cool. of the above. So we kind of just followed where the orders were coming from. Yep. and sort of solving some solving some problems along the way, being you know shipping time and cost. They were both two sort of detractors from ordering for the UK. So we set up uh, distribution on that side. So both of those were solved immediately. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, mm. mate. Thank you for sharing everything that you've shared today. I love hearing this no story, and I think there's so much exciting stuff going on there. If people are interested and they want to get in touch, check out Budgie Smuggler or get in touch with yourself. What's the best way to do that? Find our socials. I mean, we're we're on them all the time. Budgie at Budgie Smuggler or at Smuglets for the women's pages. Uh, they're they're the two main ones. But yeah, any of the emails, again, like I said, we're a really small team. So a lot of the time when an email comes through the general inquiries, our whole office usually hears about it. So um, you'll find someone's ears. Awesome. Thanks, Brandon. Awesome. Thank you. Now, if that has not inspired you to get into your budgies this summer, I don't know what will help you. Thanks to Brendan for giving us the insight into the iconic budgie smuggler brand. Here are my three practical takeaways from the episode. Number one, the power of local manufacturing. We heard here that budgie smuggler have been with the same Sydney supplier for 14 years. Rather than save a few dollars by having them manufactured overseas, they've stayed local to guarantee quality, fix problems quickly, reduce minimum quantities, create quicker turnarounds and allow new features like custom creation. And with Brendan saying that it ends up a similar cost to overseas production, that local manufacturing creates a pretty powerful competitive advantage. Number two, be real. One of Brendan's biggest points was to show that there's a real person behind the scenes and behind the brand of Budgie Smuggler. Whether this is at the end of a phone, handwritten notes in orders or real customers as influencers, This is what creates the brand. It also develops empathy and goodwill with your customers, which you might need to cash on in at some points if things get bumpy. Number three, creative applications encouraged. If you value soft skills in your organization and your culture, you need to give people a chance to be themselves in the recruitment process. Whether this be a coffee chat rather than an official interview or a creative video rather than a resume, The more human you can make the recruitment process, the better likelihood is that you'll have a great fit. To finish up, I have three resources for you. Firstly, if you're a first-time listener of Add to Cart and you want to stay up to date with new episodes, head over to addtocart.com.au and you can sign up for our weekly newsletter. We'll let you know every time a new episode drops as well as giving you my three takeaways from each episode and a link to the transcripts so you can know that this is an episode that you want to dive straight into. Secondly, if you want a weekly roundup of the best e-commerce case studies, tools, and research, sign up to the High Five Friday newsletter, which is delivered to inboxes at 8 a.m. every Friday morning. I read all the e-commerce news and send you the bits that I think you can take action from. Sign up at 12high12high.com.au forward slash high five. 
And the last thing, if you are looking to explore your next e-commerce opportunity, head over to esuitetalent.com.au. We are a dedicated e-commerce talent agency connecting the best e-commerce talent with the fastest growing brands. Check it out, sign up to the email and get in touch with me if you want to discuss your next move. Until next time, thanks for listening and keep those customers adding to cart.
Welcome to The Checkout. We catch up with previous Add to Cart guests and ask them five quick questions to get to know them better and leave you with a little extra inspiration to get you through your Friday. 